88.1 WKNC. Right there was Mandolin Orange. The song was called We Bird off of their brand new album. It was released just a couple months ago. But joining me in studio right now is Chapel Hill artist Lizzie Ross. Lizzie, thanks for coming in on the local beat today. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Among many things. <laughs> we're here to talk about your brand new album. It's called Traces. And I believe the release date for this was June 26th. That is absolutely almost a month right. Ago. We had a little party at the local 506. It was lots of fun. Right. I know Puritan Rodeo played there. Mm-hmm. Who else played that show? Big Alex Hall and John Fonneville. They're That's out right. of Wilmington. Right. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you've been doing plenty of touring and promotion for this album. You self-produced it. You made it everything. Yeah. I mean, this is your first solo record. This is true. What do you have to say about your first solo album? Oh, output? my gosh. I have so much to say. I'm glad we have a whole hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the off the bat, the very first things I have to say about my first solo album are how much I really enjoyed the process of learning and creating the album itself and working with the people who helped me to make it happen. So you never created a solo album before? I have never, you've yeah. never produced an album or anything? I worked with um, Vinyl Records and Left Catio on their EP, mm-hmm. but that was a band effort with a label right. and an EP. So <laughs> this, was, this is definitely a different thing. This was, I guess, a huge learning experience oh as, gosh, as, yeah. as well. It was some major learning curves. I really had to... You know, first off the bat, there's being in the studio. When you're a live artist, you're used to playing to an audience and you're used right. to entertaining people. And when you're in the studio, it's just all about the music. So learning how to work with the equipment, learning how to work with the time frame, learning how to work with the people and to get something on the record that's true to what you love to play and what the song is supposed to be to you. Mm-hmm. There's actually like a skill to that. You know, people right. people are good and bad at that thing. So um, do you find that you're better to play into a live audience or you feel more of the song when you're playing to a live audience than, you know, sitting in your bedroom while you're writing it? I mean, (laughs) is that what you're saying? No, I think that I'm more experienced at playing to a live audience, and I'm certainly experienced at sitting in my bedroom Mm. and playing (laughs) songs and writing them. You know, that's the number one thing. But the studio is a weird combination of both because you're playing to this imaginary audience in your head, and, uh, and you don't have to be as loud, and you don't have to have as much of a dynamic range and... It isn't, there's no vision. It's all about the sound you make. Which do you like better? That's a great question. I think if I had an unlimited budget, I would like studio recording the best. (laughs) (laughs) But that said, I love the free energy and the way that when you go perform live, you can leave it all on stage. You know, like that is the great joy of performing for me. So right now, I like playing live better, but I'm looking forward to getting a little bit better at studio recording and, yeah. and getting to a point where I love that. Where was this album recorded at? We recorded it at Overdub Lane with John Plymel, who is a totally wonderful, wonderful guy, wonderful engineer. And, you know, his his advice and his insight was really essential to the making of this album. So when you say that you self-produced it, how much of that was you actually doing all the you know buttons and knobs and and everything like that did you sort of leave that alone or i left that to john he's he's the master man he he's great at creating an atmosphere and letting an artist sit down in the studio with their instrument and not worry about buttons and knobs and timers and you know and helping to sort of just tease that emotion out which is what we did you know we we just focused on getting straight to the spirit of the songs and and having someone to help you do that you know, when when you do, you're not thinking about buttons and knobs when you're singing a song about, you know, right. your grandparents' you don't want to leave, true love or, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah, you <laughs> want to leave that, you know, to someone else to worry about. Or exactly. you focus on the music. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. As far as it being your first one, what were some of the difficulties that you had to overcome as far as 
your first solo album? Was there anything in particular that really just got you, you know, troubled or worried? I don't think so, really. You know, I think with any project that you begin, and it's the first time you've done that kind of project, you are going to have a learning curve, and you're going to have to understand how to approach this new thing. And I had, you know, people like John who were very supportive and helpful and educated me and made it an enjoyable experience where I was not frustrated. I was really pleased with the results and also pleased with the, the journey of making the album and took yeah. away a lot of knowledge. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited to record our next project, which is going to be an album with my full band, which is, you know, way more upbeat than the solo, the solo stuff that I've done. So. That was actually going to be my next question. As far as your band goes, we need to mention Drew Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Casey Toll, and Dylan Schrader. That we- is absolutely right. Did, how much input did they have into this record? They have, they, they're on a couple tracks. Dylan is on two tracks. Drew is on one, and I think Casey is on about six. Um, and for the reference of the folks out there, Dylan is on the guitar, um, Casey is on the bass, and Drew is on the drums. Mm-hmm. And they have been, you know, we've been shaping these songs. I've written them all, but we've been shaping them as a group in the group context for a while, so it kind of creeps in in a subconscious way. Um, and... That's definitely an influence, and I, and I definitely respect their input on the songs because they know the material, and that's really important. Someone right. who understands where you're coming from and why you wrote what you wrote. and So they were really good buddies to have around and sort of be a gut check and be like, does this sound right to you? you yeah. know? They came into the studio, and they hung out with me, and they were super sweet and really supportive. How um, much influence did they have or say into the music? I mean, this is... Lizzie Ross. This yeah, is your yeah, album. yeah. And this is it's it's a mostly solo album. It's a it's a right. solo, mostly acoustic. So in the end, it was basically whatever I wanted it to be. <laughs> but I'm very open to persuasion. You know, it's nice to be able to accept all that advice and then be like, all right, having weighed the possibilities, right. I will do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, and you do that. So I I trust their opinions, but I was able to to make the final calls on the songs. Cool. I'd love it if if you wanted to play a track. I would Are you love ready? To. I would if I could. If you're just tuning in now, you're listening to The Local Beat right here in 88.1 WKNC. We're talking with Lizzie Ross. She has just come out recently with a brand new album. It's titled Traces. We're going to be in here until about 6 o'clock talking about it. She's got a whole bunch of songs she plans on playing. And I do want to mention that all the songs that you're going to hear during this show and all the shows and all the shows previous, they are available for download on the Local Beat Reverb Nation page. That's ReverbNation.com slash The Local Beat. Lizzie has come back in. She's had some water. Lizzie, <laughs> what song are we going to uh, do first here? I am going to play Every Place. All right. And this is Every Place, and it's by Lizzie Ross. We're going to move the microphones around here and get situated, and All right. off we go. And I'll tell you, uh, this song is a song that I wrote one night when I was heading home. It was real late, and I just couldn't wait to get home sitting in my Volvo. <laughs> so here we go, Every Place. Wait for me, and in the morning you will 
facing until then. I'll see you every place until then. I'll see you every place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. song is every place live here on the local beat by lizzie ross with the added uh sit in from my cough uh it happens to Uh everybody right here though is a track off her album it's number five it's called wedding cake WKNC. Lizzie Ross right there. The song is called Wedding Cake. It's off her brand new album titled Traces. And joining me in studio right now is none other than Lizzie Ross. (laughs) Welcome back. Thank you very much. Thanks again for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We just Um, had someone call up and and they were inquiring about where they could get Traces. I happen to know. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You could come to my house, but that's really not the most efficient way. You can go to... We don't want to give out your address either. (laughs) Exactly. You can go to CD Alley on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. That's in North Carolina for all you online listeners. You can also get it on Lizzie.net, which is my website. L-I-Z-Z-Y dot net. This is a great... I mean, that's easy. It's perfect. I got to give props to my dad on that one. When when we were little, he said the internet's going to be a big deal. And he bought us all (laughs) little websites, so... Yeah. Well, you've been doing a lot of touring... For the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that you're playing a show tonight. We are. At the Broad Street Cafe. You're going to have the entire band there, right? The entire band will be there. It is so fun to play with them. And it's so fun to play to a good crowd. You're playing with Humble Tripe. Mm-hmm. 
and Chris Bryant. And we're right. going to be going, the doors open, I believe. 10 o'clock, I think, mm-hmm. is what it says. And we'll be going on at 11. Yeah. And we will have CDs there tonight. You can also pick them up on iTunes. So those are... If you want your digital copy. Exactly. Right. But I recommend the artwork on the yeah. physical copy. Actually, part of producing this album, I did the production for this album, and part of it was putting together the layout and working with a really wonderful designer, Lydia Merrick, on it. And I ended up... The inside of the album is like crumpled paper you pull mm-hmm. out of your pocket because that's the idea. The name of the album is Traces. Right. And it's just, you know, the, the traces that people leave in your lives, the traces of stories that are everywhere. Because the songs are all little stories, so... Anywho, it's a crumpled little sheet of paper with the lyrics on it, and it's got doodles on it, and I drew those. And we put them all together. They're all related to the song, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, love in the artwork on the album <laughs> itself. Now, I assume that you had quite a bit of say in the design oh, of the yeah. artwork. That, that was one great thing about doing it myself. I really just, lots of agency, lots of personal agency, and uh, I had the opportunity to really realize something that, is a product that feels artistically, you know, there's an integrity to it. Mm-hmm. I feel really lucky to, to have done that. I don't think a lot of artists get the chance to do that. Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, a lot of bands, especially ones that are signed to labels or bigger labels, they don't really get to decide, like, what, you know, the artwork looks like. So it, have you ever come across that? Like, maybe a band has been disappointed with their oh, artwork? Oh, yeah. Or- and, I mean, I think that I saw it. I've... I've I've encountered it in a lot of different ways, bands being disappointed with their artwork. You know, a lot of times people either aren't allowed to have that say or they don't realize that they have it, and so they just don't do anything about it, and then it comes out, you know, wrong. But I guess you had sort of a first hand. Exactly. And I had people who, you know, wanted me to do certain things, like I said before, but I I got the final say, which is a great, (laughs) great, great freedom to have. And I wanted to tell you about the track that just played, too, Wedding Cake. Wedding Cake. And this kind of relates to the experience of being in the studio. We recorded live, um, and Wedding Cake, I would say, is the most live track because mm-hmm. when we play it with a full band, it's like a honky-tonkin', sort of rock-and-roll, upbeat tune. It's one of our, our loudest, fastest ones, and here it's got like a shuffle, a hushed beat. Right. And the way that happened was we were sitting around. I had already gone into the studio for a couple days, and I knew I had to record this one, and I was like, know what to do what am i gonna do this is supposed to be a rock and roll tune yeah how am i gonna make it work with Wedding this solo acoustic oh yeah, yeah yeah and uh and casey our bassist was like well what if we just slowed it down a lot and like what if we just did this and he started picked up his bass and we started to play and we all thought okay whatever the next day i went into the studio and the other guys happened to drop by and <laughs> at some point we were like do you want to try that do you want to just do that yeah. and, you know like we grabbed a snare an old snare out of the closet and casey set up his bass and we had never played the song that way before and we played it like four times that way and recorded it and we'll never play it that way again oh really <laughs> yeah. so at a live show no one when you play wedding cake it doesn't sound like it does on the album you know the pace of the of wedding cake like last week i sang a song getting me through song i sang was you on the album mm-hmm. the in live it's like last week i sang a song to get me through the song i sang was you oh really yeah, yeah. yeah. it's and it's you know how much do you find your songs differ live on the album oh i mean the thing is all of them are recorded live so it's not about like overdubbing or anything like that but it's it has more to do with performance because when you're performing and you're you're like engaging with an audience you're there together making something the audience and you are are creating something together which is why it's so fun right that's the whole point of a show for that bond i know i love it and so um (laughs) so you know, when you're creating an album, you're just, it's like sending a message in a bottle out to the world and you just kind of have to put it out there and like, 
write it as best you can and wait for someone to pick it up on some distant shore. And that's all they're going to get when they get it. They're not going to get the package or the energy. So with this, we just tried to be true to the songs and we were able to be a little bit quieter because we didn't have to captivate an audience. You know, right. you don't have to like catch people's attention. They put the CD in but and now, they listen. <laughs> now, but you don't think that quieter songs, slowed, more slowed down songs are more intimate? They don't capture intention as well? Oh, as no, they- I think they definitely do. I just think that a crowd full of people at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night drinking beer <laughs> is more likely to be like, dude, let's go roll. to the dance club. Yeah. You know, like I can get away with playing those really intimate songs. And there are some really intimate songs on the album that are just real quiet and slow. And those are more for a Tuesday night rather than exactly. a Saturday. Exactly. Tuesday night playing Scrabble right. is what I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real pleasure. To, to be able to see those songs and realize them that way. Mm-hmm. Because they get dressed up when you play them live. Right. And you want to tell them that they don't have to wear makeup to go out. Well, that's interesting because, you know, you say your songs are more dressed up live. Whereas I think a lot of bands would say that they're more dressed up on the album. There's mm-hmm. more bells and whistles and stuff on a recorded track. Mm-hmm. But your music isn't like that. No. You know, I think that probably the, th- the first thing that comes to mind, that's a good point you make, is that I really just like the song and writing the song, and I like to create a song that stands on its own. So, you know, like, the the essence should be pretty visible, and as much as I can take away and leave just the essentials there, I want to do that so that what I originally intended to write and to make is right there for someone to access, and it's not buried beneath a ton of sound or a ton of effects, and you have the pleasure of people coming to that album to listen to it, you know? Yeah. Um, if you're lucky, you know, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it'll, like, end up being played in a mall somewhere while people are shopping on a Saturday morning and they don't care. But for me, it's about the song. It's, it's you know, it's definitely about sounding good, and it's also about the structure and the story, and dressing it down is a good way to bring that out. Yeah. What about feedback for the album? You know, as far as, like, a live show, this is your first album. You mm-hmm. finally have something that you can you know, give physically to exactly. an audience. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was telling you before, we haven't had feedback. So we, you know, we'll play on stage and we will come away feeling like, oh, that was a great show. Or like, oh man, that was terrible. My sound was all messed up. And like, oh, I have a cough and blah, blah, blah. Um, and um, this new thing has started to happen where we have an album. We can really tell how we did. We played at the Eno River Festival pretty recently, and I wasn't sure how to feel about the show. I was kind of lukewarm about it. And uh, I turned around, and there were 60 people in line to buy our CD. Wow. And I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe we did better than I thought. Well, maybe um, on a really good day, you'll have 100 Yeah, people. maybe. <laughs> who knows? I hope so. That would be great. But that's been really wonderful. And, you know, also giving something that they can take away. People come to our shows and they have wanted a CD for a long time. And right. being able to give them one, you know, like they don't walk away looking disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing more frustrating as, as a fan, as an audience member. Totally. Than, than you know... Coming, leaving a show from a band that like doesn't have music and you, that like really grabbed you, yeah. and you just want to listen to it again, but you, you, you love can't. it. It's stuck yeah. in your head, and you're you know like singing it to yourself, trying to remember the words, right. but they're not <laughs> written down anywhere. They're not recorded anywhere. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. It's hard to be a fan. Let's go ahead and play another track off the sure. record. Yeah. Any one in particular that you want to? Well, let's uh, let's play "Slave to the Muse." That is sort of a an opposite side from "Wedding Cake." This one okay. is. A little, in terms of uh, vocal energy, it's a little more representative of what we do live because I was able to tone down the vocals for this album as well because you just don't have to be as much in people's faces. Right. But the nature of this song is in your face. 
All right. Well, this is Slave to the Muse. It's by Lizzie Ross off her brand new album, Traces. WKNC Lizzie Ross right there. The song is called Slave to the Muse. It's off of her brand new record. It's called Traces, which you can pick up at CD Alley in Chapel Hill or Lizzie.nut. L I Z Z Y. Lizzie.nut would probably be more accurate anyway. There you go. Um, And we're about to play a live track here. So this one is the title track on the album. It's called Traces. Okay. Just like the album. Anything about this track in particular? No, it was an adventure in writing. And I guess one thing I could say is that uh, with these songs, I really like to start out with sort of like a, a mustard seed of life. And it's really just a tiny little factor feeling. And it grows into this entire song that's a fictional reality that people then attribute to you, yeah. which is <laughs> always a little bit sticky. And I'd like to throw this one out to my stepmom, Elizabeth Ross. Her name is also Elizabeth Ross. Yeah. She's so wonderful. All right. Well, here we go. This is Lizzie Ross live here in studio on the local beat. Make sure you get plenty of water there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And take it away. You got to stay hydrated. Then but didn't know 
song is traces it's by lizzie ross live here on the local beat we're gonna jump into some roman candle come right back talk with lizzie about some other stuff with traces and her band i was down at my favorite watering hole with a buddy of mine i was out on parole and we were flipping through the jukebox WKNC, that is Sycamore, a band out of Greensboro, North Carolina. They're called Songs of Water. Before that was Roman Candle with Why Modern Radio is A-OK, a special request there from Lizzie Ross, (laughs) who's joining me in studio right now. And uh, we are talking, or we have been talking, about your brand new album. It's titled Traces, which was released back in late June, which you can also pick up at CD Alley Mm -hmm. in Chapel Hill or Lizzie.net as well as iTunes. Lizzie, I have to ask because on your, I guess, on your MySpace, on your Reverb Nation and stuff like that, your genre of music is other. <laughs> and then it's, what is it? It's like crossing yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, like crossover right. acoustic. It's very soulful. At the same time, it's very bluesy and it's very country and, as you said earlier, sort of honky-tonk. Mm-hmm. What do you describe your music as when Pretty people Pretty much ask? what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually right. I'm glad we have a recording of this because I can just carry around a little player and, and push the button whenever someone asks me about the genre. I, you know, I've come up with a couple of names and it's different too, depending on whether I'm playing by myself or whether I'm playing with the band. So if I'm playing by myself, I like to call it soul folk music because, right. you know, the folk comes from like a girl with a guitar singing songs right. that are kind of based on stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, the soul music just comes from the style of singing. I've been really inspired by a lot of soul singers. So, you know, that sneaks in. Here and there. And uh, and we really like to get a little bit groovier than, you know, yeah. some of your average folk music. So when you bring the band in, it gets a lot more confusing. Um, we have a drummer who graduated from a jazz program in Asheville. We have a bassist who graduated from UNC Chapel Hill's jazz program. We have a guitarist who is trained in bluegrass. And then there's me with my soul folk right. tendencies. And you put it all together and it's like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Um, it's just this kind of bluesy, jazzy, rock and roll-ish kind of thing. You know, we're inspired by people like Sam Cooke and by people like the Rolling Stones and by, you know, Sam Bush. So a lot of different stuff. Totally. What, what sort of inspired you on this record? Like what music in particular really helps you create traces? You know, when I, there, from, there are a couple different things. When you approach a record, there are the songs on it and the writing of the songs. And then there's the actual record itself and how it's produced. And, and the whole thing is a body. So... The songs itself, lyrically, I've always been inspired by people like Guy Clark, 
I think Bruce Springsteen has some really excellent lyrics, especially on his earlier stuff. You know, I greetings from boss. Asbury Park. I love him. Yeah. You were in that. Nebraska. Yeah, I, I got my, I do have that. He's on, so good. I? I love him. <laughs> and you know, that sort of like narrative and descriptive standpoint really fascinates me, and I love that about music when it's a little. It's like a little puzzle or a little present wrapped up into this one song. It's a story. Sonically, people like Joni Mitchell as singers. Patty Griffin is a really wonderful singer whose style really inspires me. Every once in a while when we're going live, Janis Joplin, you know, like yeah. feeling those things sneak out. That was sort of out. a vibe that I got. Yeah. yeah. And it's especially fun in a live setting where you're, you know, like people mm-hmm. are just having fun. And, uh, <laughs> you know, from the standpoint of the actual sound of the record... I would say Patty Griffin's Living With Ghosts is an acoustic album that she did really on. And uh, Redbird, I don't know if you've heard Redbird at all. I have not heard that. Um, Peter Mulvey is one of the guys in the band, yeah. and they're uh, from up up north, I think, in the Midwest. And they put out a really beautiful album that is really just very acoustic, very live, um, and it's about the beauty of the songs as they stand on their own. I really admire that. So... When we were going into the recording of this, that was something that we tried to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the other band members go, how has their style influenced you as far as your songwriting and and creation of music? I think that most of the influence happens after the song is written. Because the way that I write songs is usually I'll get some kind of seed or like germ from Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's melodic, sometimes it's lyrical. Um... And I just have to work on it and develop it and sit with it and pull it out. And eventually it'll be pretty ready. You know, I won't be good at playing it yet. And I won't really have all the words totally memorized yet. But they'll be there. And I bring it to the band and I say, all right, I've got this tune. And I love to watch what happens when they put their ears to it. Because everyone hears something in a different way. And to me, one of the great benefits of being in a band is you get those four intersecting perspectives. So like... We bring in those jazz influences and those bluegrass influences, and we create something that's really unique and really personal for every member of the band. And it adds new facets, so it's not just all homogenous. You know, it's not just all, like, straight-up Lizzie. You know, <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, little pockets of sound in there that are really cool. And you'll hear that a lot on, I don't know if people, folks, we have a show tonight at the Broad Street Cafe, and uh, we're going on at 11, and you can hear the band you will hear songs like Cross the Cuyahoga, which is me with a guitar doing a kind of, you know, Americana thing. When we mix the band and we get this sound that we call fake exotic facetiously because it sounds like it comes from somewhere else. It sounds totally exotic, but none of us can pinpoint it. And it's totally, you know, like, I don't know if I can say that word on the radio. <laughs> I'm just going to skip that part. <laughs> but it's a mishmash, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it it gets mixed up. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, I hate to end this conversation because we. I, I feel like we could keep continuing to oh, talk yeah, for a while. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but I'd love to end the set with a, with another live track, if you don't mind. Of course. Yeah. Any any song that you want to play in particular? I'm going to play a song called Cross the Cuyahoga. Okay. And once more, these all these songs are off of the brand new album. It's titled Traces. You can pick it up at lizzy.net, L-I-Z-Z-Y.net, or CD Alley in Chapel Hill. And this song here, I believe it's, I'm pronouncing this right, Across the Cuyahoga? It's Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. It is a river in Ohio. All right. Um, this one's called Cross Cuyahoga. It's about growing up in Ohio, which I did not do, but that don't matter. Poetic license. Yeah. And this is live on the local beat. 
dancing on one rail A rust against bare toes Down by the tracks Where the ice in the grove Not allowed back there But mama don't care And mama don't care Cause she don't know Where he goes Where he goes Leaves the backyard baseball Till it's time to eat And crosses the Cuyahoga Cleans those dusty feet And gets some black again all over Running out to meet the afternoon The backwoods and a friend are A On old forgetful tracks Soon he's singing Springsteen songs All summer long And taking a whiskey back Where the wildflowers Turn to wildfires Burning in the woods And a teenage boy Can get his hands on his share Of the goods Leave those books behind you Go find something sweet And Across the Cuyahoga. I said that right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> By Lizzie Ross, live here on the local beat. Lizzie, I want to thank you so much for coming oh, in. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a total pleasure. Yeah, it's been a blast. And what song should we throw it out on? Uh, Needle and Thread. Needle and Thread. You've been listening to the local beat. I got David Mueller of Heads on Sticks coming in right after this. And I figure yeah. I should tell folks before I go one more oh, time. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, website is lizzie.net, L-I-Z-Z-Y.net. I play all the time around Chapel Hill with a full band. And you, you have a busy out. schedule That's coming right. up. That's right. We yeah. sure do. You can check out our schedule there. You can also pick up CDs there and on iTunes and at CD Alley in Chapel Hill. And we're playing tonight at Broad Street Cafe. Doors open at 10 p.m. with Humble Tripe. Thank you, Lizzie. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening.